Alright, well here's uh, me and Barry with another video about anti-gun and anti-freedom legislation. I wonder what state it could be about. Hmm. What state could it be about, Barry? California. I wonder who. California? Yeah. Oh, that's a shocker. Yeah. So, here we go, people. California has now said that they have banned lead ammunition for hunting. But what does this mean? Well, it says here, uh, this was signed by Governor Brown at 2.40 p.m. It came in on the computer here. California has become the first state to ban lead ammunition for all types of hunting. Now, does that mean 22LR? Anything with lead in it. That's what, that's what the first line says here. Anything with lead in it. So I can't take my Carcano out and go shoot a deer because they're worried that lead could end up in the animal and then someone could eat the animal and get lead poisoning. Well, let me tell you some dangers about lead. All right, I know about a lot about lead poisoning. No, it's not because I'm some crazy inbred hillbilly. It's because I know about lead exposure. All right, I hand load, I shoot guns all the time. There's a lot more dangerous areas that you can become exposed to lead. Lead is the most dangerous when it's in vapor form. All right, when you breathe it, that is probably the worst way for it to enter your system. This is why indoor ranges are so finicky about how they're set up because they want to make sure there's adequate ventilation. When you fire a firearm, there's lead vapor in the air. When you run a tumbler, tumbling your brass or tumbling projectiles, when you're doing your hand loading operations, there's lead vapor in the air. There are much more dangerous ways for lead to enter your system than by eating some secondhand lead out of a deer. I mean, that is completely preposterous. Mm -hmm. All right. There are much more dangerous ways to be exposed to lead. But there again, Eric, when you reload and all, you need to have proper ventilation like it's range. When you breathe lead vapor, it never leaves your body. That's right. Well, then also, bullet casting uh, can expose you to lead. Now, a lot of people think that running a casting pot is going to expose you to lead, and there's all this horrible, oh my God, lead everywhere and all this. Well, yeah, I mean, sure, you're dealing with lead. Whenever you're handling lead, even if you're handling ammunition, all right, I handle this ammunition and I touch the tip of it and I got lead on my hand. You need to wash your hands. Even if you're handling ammunition, you don't fire a single round, always wash your hands after handling ammunition. Wash your hands after you're doing bullet casting. Wash your hands after you, you're reloading and you're handling components. Obviously, yes, exposure to lead is exposure to lead to some degree, but lead vapor is where the real danger is. Right. Now, when you're running a tumbler, I know some of us are guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. If you run a tumbler with the lid off, that's completely dangerous. Never do that because that lead vapor of all of that fired ammunition, it will get into the air and you'll breathe it in. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Okay, well, here we go. He said the ban will be fully implemented by July 1st, 2019. Mm -hmm. So it's going to take all this time to get all this, you know, set up and everything. But it goes on to say, opponents of the bill argue that non-lead ammunition is more expensive, which it is, uh, and could be banned federally because it is technically considered to be armor-piercing. So that right. would be the next step. Well, we've got your lead ammo now. Let's say you, you're using a bullet made of copper. Oh, well, that's armor-piercing. All right, I'm going to give you some examples of the type of ammunition they're talking about. If you guys, uh, any of you guys that hand load and hunt, you might have heard of the Barnes Triple Shock. All right, that's a badass bullet, people. It's a great killing bullet. It's a, it's a completely bonded copper solid projectile. 
all right? And they're known for, I don't know if any of you guys went to SHOT Show, if you go by the Barnes booth, they'll have a whole handful of them, they'll give you a couple of them. But when they mushroom out, they, they form a perfect X. I mean, they just mm -hmm. mushroom out and they retain all 100% weight, they don't fragment. So the Barnes Triple Shock is an excellent hunting bullet, not to pitch it, but it is an excellent hunting bullet, although very expensive. Mm -hmm. um, I have killed deer with a Barnes Triple Shock, great projectile. Also another lead-free projectile are the Burgers. Um, there's a couple of Burger loadings that are lead-free uh, loading. Also Nosler makes a 36 grain 22 diameter projectile for like say your 223 or your varmint guns 22 250 um, you can use the 36 grain lead free if you have to use a projectile where you're in a, an area that does not allow lead based ammunition which is completely silly I think wow. the whole point of this Barry is that they're really just trying to uh, keep honest people from having you know the ability to uh, hunt and enjoy their their shooting hobbies and everything also, the uh, Hornady Gilded GMX is another uh, projectile that's a lead-free bullet. So a lot of uh, companies are stepping up to the plate to produce, you know, non-lead-based ammunition. But like Barry said, it is very cost-prohibitive. Yes. Um, right. Now, getting off on another little tangent for a moment here. Sure. Brown, Governor Brown also signed a measure uh, which bans kits that allow people to turn uh, regular ammunition magazines into high-capacity. From what I understand, our subscribers from California, you can own 30-round magazines, but you have to buy it in a kit and put it together. Right, so basically, so, instead of buying a Magpul PMAG or whatever, you buy a PMAG kit, right. and it's in pieces, right. and since you're buying it as a parts kit, the whole thing is they have to assume that you won't ever assemble it, and it's only illegal when assembled. But to me, that's a gray area, too. I mean, that's the same thing as saying, okay, well, machine guns you know, or registered and all this and that. But like, that's like saying, I'll sell you every single part to make a machine gun, receiver and everything, in pieces. But it's only machine gun once it's assembled and you assemble it, you know, you have to assume that someone buying that in that form, you know what they have to be doing with it. That's the thing. I mean, mm -hmm. there's unscrupulous dealers that, in my opinion, if you send a parts kit to California, you know what they're buying it for. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that's just, that's silly. Well, now here's something you never hardly hear from a Democrat. Governor Brown, in a mixed day for gun owners, Brown vetoed a bill that would have banned future sales of most semi-automatic rifles that accept detachable magazines. Part of a firing package approved by state lawmakers in response to the mass shooting of those, so he vetoed that. Right, right, that's a very odd move. And then he goes on to say that uh, if this had passed, it would be the bill would have imposed the nation's toughest restrictions on gun ownership, and he went on to say, that it would have no effect on crime. Now, you don't hear this from a Democrat very often, so uh, he may be getting a backlash on that from, from his uh, constituents. Well, I think the whole thing about party lines, you know, we're seeing that they're definitely getting blurred on a yes. regular basis. I mean, yes. to say Republican or Democrat or, or this group or this group is this way or that way, I think at the end of the day, you know, you have to judge someone on what they actually do, what they say they're going to do, what their track record is, you know, what kind of people they are. Mm -hmm. I think all of those things come into play. So, again, getting back to this lead ammunition ban, this thing is an utter fiasco. I mean, it's really, it's still just one more way um, for them to, to have their thumb down on the people of California. I mean, does this mean that someone can't go out with their grandson and shoot a 1022 now? Because, uh, you know, I can't think of any lead-free 22 ammunition. No. So does that mean you can't own any ammunition that contains lead well, at all? There are lead-free 22s. Remember that round that's made of tin? 
Yeah, but those things are expensive they're and don't accurate. get out. That's and exactly on the accuracy right. testing, they're not accurate. Right. But see, this this is to make it more expensive for you to buy ammo and stockpile it or things like that. Oh, let's see here. Right, but, Barry. I mean, it's but now what they're saying here, this is only for hunting, folks. It's not for target shooting at this point. Well, but is it? I mean, banning lead ammunition is banning lead ammunition. I mean, and here's the thing. This is where people, the whole bureaucracy just starts to look like a, a just tub of shit, okay? Think about it. How many rounds am I going to shoot at a deer to kill it? One, right? One or two. How many rounds am I going to go on a Saturday afternoon with Billy Joe and Jim Bob and shoot into the burn? Probably 500 or more. Right. So to say that they're going to ban lead ammunition for hunting purposes, it's, it's pointless. It's the first, well, it's, it's the first step. Pointless. See, they can get these animal activists to try to uh, get enough uh, power to ram this through. But it's all about, right now, it's all about hunting. There's something that I want to share with you guys. Um, I, I stumbled upon this while I was um, looking up information for our gripe today. And uh, this is a report that the uh, NSSF put out. And this particular report I'm going to leave down in the description box for you if you want to check it out. Uh, feel free to read up on it. It's only four pages. It's a quick read. But basically what this is is a report that they put out that covers the economic impact of a traditional ammunition ban. So what they're saying is, we're not going to consider the effects of the ban in terms of environmental effects. No, no, no. We're talking about the economical effect, you know, on the industry. And if you see right here, there's a figure. Economic loss from a lead ban. All right, and this would be pretty much at federal level. All right. Let's see. It would cost an estimated close to 15,000 U.S. jobs. It would affect 5,600 suppliers. And it would lose, it would uh, offset business taxes equaling six hundred and fifty-five million dollars of tax revenue. Wages would be affected six hundred and two million dollars in lost wages. That's six hundred and two million dollars of hard-earned, hard-earning Americans' mm -hmm. hard-earned wages. You know that that's just bogus. License revenues, just licensing revenues, forty million dollars. You can look this up if you guys want to check it out. But basically they go on and then they show a uh, economic impact based on by state. All right, we're in Georgia. So I'm going to scroll down to Georgia. Georgia would lose an estimated 560 jobs equaling 23 and a half million dollars worth of wages with our output from those wages being close to 80 million dollars. This is real interesting, Eric. The most jobs lost are in California. California. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. But yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out this document. It's very short and sweet. It's a very quick read. Check it out. And also, if you're not an NSSF member, you probably need to be. Um, if you're in the gun industry, if you work for a gun shop, if you are a gunsmith or you do refinishing work, whatever. If you are in the gun industry, you need to be a member of the NSSF. So anyway, People, this is just another wash. It's a big fiasco. I mean, it's it's a victory for the anti-gunners, but it's also, you know, a victory for people that aren't freedom-loving, you know, people. I mean, it's it's just, I don't understand how we have people in this country that don't embrace the Second Amendment rights and our freedoms, and it's just, uh, it's a blow. Well, getting back to the funny part about it, you shoot a deer or you shoot a squirrel with a twenty-two, you take the bullet home with you. Most of the time, it's still in the animal. 
Right. And like Eric's talking about, when you go out and with your grandkids or whatever, you take a 1022 and you're putting 500 rounds of lead ammo in a hillside, but they're not concerned with that. There's another agenda to this, folks. Of course. There's another hidden agenda to all this, and it's just step by step. Don't let the fact that Governor Brown vetoed the assault rifle ban throw you off guard because they're, they're going to be all over him about this. You know, it's almost like it's a pre-planned good cop, bad cop scenario mm -hmm. where he's like, well, I've got to be good cop and bad cop at the same time. It's almost like he knows that. But then again, who are we to say? I mean, I, I'm going to leave that up to, to speculation. I mean, if you guys have any thoughts about this particular incident, what's going on with it, feel free to leave your comments below. Make sure that you're checking out our Facebook page. We're going to be um, posting exclusive videos to Facebook in the future. Also, we have an exciting new website in the works that I'll announce in the future. We're going to have lots of really cool stuff coming up. So make sure you're subscribed, check us out, watch every single video, do it. Y'all have a good evening. All right.